Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Cheap Thrills. I'm your host, Etheria, and here's your top stories of the week. And now, here's your top stories in gaming. Well, um, hi guys. (laughs) Like, are we really surprised? Are we really surprised here? Xbox? Well, Microsoft came out and, um, pretty much confirmed what everyone believed. Starfield will be coming only to the Xbox and PC platform. Um, I want to talk a little bit about that, but um, I'm reading from um, GameSpot. Conversations surrounding Starfield sparked earlier this week when journalist Jeff Grubbs indicated, at least according to his sources and understanding, Starfield will be exclusive to PC and Xbox platforms. That will be a major coup for Microsoft, which Microsoft and subsequently said that the studio will make Xbox exclusive games. Listen guys, Xbox, not like Xbox, but Microsoft literally paid billions of dollars to acquire um, my god, Bethesda, um, Do you really think that they will bring out any game that is not going to, they're not going to put it on their competitors' platforms? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because, you know, when they was first acquired, everyone was like, oh my god, are y'all going to be bringing, they're going to bring smaller games. They're going to be um, double-A that can potentially grow to um, a triple-A. But as far as their heavy hitters... Everything is coming to Xbox. Everything. That's why when I was telling you, I said Deathloop. Deathloop is coming to the Xbox. Y'all can guarantee that. They won't announce it. They might announce it at um, E3. But that will be a, a, a multi-platform. Game. So, that acquisition there for Bethesda, and a lot of PlayStation fans, they were, like, when it was first announced, the media was like, yeah, this is going to be cool, and it's going to be cool. 
the game won't be out until probably like late 2022, which is okay by my, you know, by my standards, that's fine. What I, what we are hearing is that a lot of these, like this, this game in particular, this game is being developed by a small team. And you want to know what? I like that. I like that it's being developed by a small team. Of course, it's going to get bigger overall, but I think that people need to keep it small so they can focus on this game and what it's going to be and how which direction they want to take it in. Because if they bring in these huge teams... Then everybody um, is going to want to put their two cents in and it will mess up the um, direction of the game. So keep it small and just focus on just that game. Um, what else happened this week? Summer of Games, which is hosted by um, Jeff Keighley, Jeff Keighley, yeah, um, he'll be bringing back his games um, event. You remember last year when I told you I didn't like it? It's gonna start June 10th. I didn't like it. I thought that it was discombobulated. I thought that the rollout of the information was too drawn out. I didn't like it last year. And um, PlayStation is going to be there. Well, 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 well. Well, I told y'all. PlayStation will have some announcements. Hell, they just told people that they were developing um, 25 PlayStation exclusives. They will have some games. I'm excited to see what game it's going to be. Um, I, I'm, I would be pleasantly surprised if we get a triple A game around the holidays. Because I know a lot of people are counting on, um, what's that game called again? Um, game, God of War 2? That's not happening. And again, I cannot stress, this is going to be, I'm, I'm just happy for next month as far as games, announcements, and whatnot, because with these game announcements, Everybody wins. Everyone wins. I just, I just had this, this feeling in my spirit that Microsoft is, Microsoft is about to show up and show out. I 
particular because they've been mighty quiet. They've been mighty quiet. And people who are quiet, people who are quiet usually have the most to say when they when they up when they decide to say something. Nintendo is going to be there, not at the summers, because you know how Nintendo do that. Nintendo is all about their messaging, and they will do it the way they want to do it. And yes, there will be, uh, they will be at E3, but not on the, but you know, just like I was, it will be a digital event. I'm excited to see what they have to offer. And guys, I cannot stress this enough. I feel like I am completely like coming for um, Sony, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm just tempering my expectations. I truly, truly believe that um, the Xbox Series and the PS5 should have been coming out um, later this year because they have productions like you know that that's that those semiconductors and stuff like that the production of those Moving on, let's talk a little bit about um, Overwatch 2. Um, Blizzard 2 hour Overwatch, this is from The Verge, um, stream showed all the best yet most anticipated sequel to the competitive team shooter. I need to get back into that game. And while there's still no release date, they did show um, some new information about the game. Chief uh, Amos, one of those biggest changes of Overwatch in the game history, the sequel will be shifting the default PvP multiplayer mode from 6 on 6 match to 5 on 5 games. Within the current farm queuing system that translates to cutting out 10 characters on each team, which now consists of two supports, two DPS, and one single tank character. Look, I saw the stream. I thought, as you guys know, I like Overwatch. I try to to not play it a lot because that game really does like you know raises my anxiety up for some strange reason but two is going to be interesting um you can check it on the overwatch or blizzard um channel it's a long and but it's fun it's interesting i'm definitely getting it day one I know I'm gonna have to pick up my controller and start playing it again uh, before the release of it, but because we don't know when that game is gonna come come out. But yeah, they definitely, you know, go go to um, Overwatch 
um, Twitter, official Twitter page, and they have, like, you know, some Monte Carlo, New York, Rio, some points of interest. Those are some things they were talking about in this um, stream, and it looks fun. It really do look fun. And as there's no release, but um, they did say that it will not be released until 2022. Hello? 2022? You see how this is a recurring theme here? 2021 is strictly game development year. Every year is, but you know what I mean. Like, releases, big releases, won't be coming out on these next-gen consoles. 2022 is when these next-gen consoles, the series and the PS5, is when they really will start to shine. Because as of right now, PlayStation 5 is messing up Xbox as, as far as sales go. As far as sales goes, PlayStation is beating Xbox 2 to 1. However, Nintendo Switch is beating them all combined. Both combined. So, um, let's see what else. GTA 5 will be arriving on a PS5 in the Xbox Series X or Series SNX um, November 11, 2021. You know what? It's been over eight years since the original was released on the PS3 and Xbox um, 360. It's child and people are like when is 6 gonna come you wanna know why 6 is in the the works I'm gonna explain to you why 6 is in the works Grand Grand Theft Auto Online for those who don't know that game is pretty much ongoing everyone is playing that game that's why that game to this day still sells. It's because of the online part. What they just released um heist? Those are expansions. Now they are um they will in um have technical improvements, visual upgrades, performance enhancements, um It, but, like I said, they've already sold over 140 million copies. They don't need to. They don't need to bring out a new one. They have the online component. I think what they need to do. I mean, as a matter of fact, hold on. Let me look something up. I was just checking to see if GTA Online is free, and according to internet or Google, uh, fortunately GTA Online is not free to play, and players still need a P5 
PS Plus subscription to dive in. That is so weird to me. And this is on March 21st this year. Why is that not free? Here's a pleasant surprise. It took a while, and I'm reading this from um, Engadget. It took a while, but Nino Kuni, Kuni 2 will be available for the Nintendo Switch September 17th this year. And it would include all previous DLC that was um, announced for the PS4 in the PC release. I have Nino Kuni um, on the Nintendo Switch. I didn't get it on any other platform in fact. like the art style I didn't get into it it's you know how I am if you don't know I have to be like in an RPG mood in order to get into it but it is a beautiful game so um it's the princess edition so look out for that cause that movie I mean that game it looks like a, a GB movie Ghibli movie, Spirited Away. Here's another surprise that came out of nowhere. Of you, um, I, I never was following them. Um, via Twitter, a new Deep Silver Studio is coming. Free Radical Design. You've asked and we listened. We have been working. On plans to bring the Time Splitter franchise back to life. And I'm pleased to let you know that we are setting up a new Deep Silver Development Studios. To do just that. Free Radicals design is reforming and will be headed up by the industries and time splitters veterans i like that see here's the thing what i enjoy about this the most is that the people who originally made this game and had that passion and had that drive they possibly went off from this project because after the success of it people were like okay let's grab them they were not worked on a lot of things some was hits some were misses but that that passion is still there for this franchise and I thought it was an excellent idea that they decided to use the very people who created it at first. Because what they're going to do is they're going to improve on... Th- they had this idea 
when they first made the games, but due to you know technical technical limitations, they couldn't really achieve what they wanted to. Now, now they have all that, so I'm excited to see it. However, I have to be honest with you guys. I've bought the game in the past. Did I play it a lot? No. Um, Steve Ellens and David Kodak. That is, um, not Kodak, but Doak. Um, those are the veterans. This is an exciting first, this is, an, this is an exciting first step in the process. Development will Development on a new game has not yet started, and we will update you when we have more news to share. That is so freaking cool. I'm really excited to see what they do. And this story is from The Verge. Nintendo is releasing the HD remake of The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword on the Switch on July 16th. And in the run up to the release of the game, um, they will have an amiibo, a $25 amiibo featuring Zelda and the Lothwing. This comes with unique abilities to travel to the game's floating hub world from anywhere, including in the dungeons. Um, I don't, you know what? Like I said, I bought this game on the Wii, but I, you know what? This is one of those Zelda games that I, I didn't finish. Not to say that there wasn't a great game, something happened to where I got distracted, but, yeah, I'ma buy it. I like the way it looks. I like this, um, Amiibo, so I'ma get it. It's $25, but it's worth it. I don't buy a lot of Amiibos, but, um. I'm I'm so looking forward to this game. I know that I'm, I'm, listen guys. I wanted to talk a little bit about the Switch. Not the Switch, but um, what's going on with Apple and Epic because Microsoft and Nintendo kind of got wrapped up into it, but a lot of that testimony was retracted. Yeah, it was. It's it was taken out of the testimony so that um people couldn't read it, and it it was um hinting before it was actually like into the details of it that um, Game Pass was possibly coming to the Nintendo Switch. What if, which would have been fascinating if 
everyone wants you. Not even saying that it's not going to happen. But I said all that to say this. I'm going to let this case between these two fall out. Not fall out, but finish. And then we'll talk more about it. Huh, The Last of Us Part 2 gets a long-awaited 60 frames per second update for the PS5. Hmm. Okay. It's interesting. I'm not just searching for things that um that catches my attention. I think that is like the top news left. Yeah. Well, Nintendo Switch Online Games, which is over a hundred retro games, they thought they just added five more. They were not good. If you ask me, I it's no point that I just need to update mine. <laughs> uh, it features magical drop. Super Baseball Simulator, um, I think that's, I think that's 1,000, oh child, look, um, Joe and Matt, Spanky's Quest, hello, um, and a Japanese game. There you have it. Ninja, a popular illegal NES action game released in 1985. Huh. But people were upset that that's not going to be. No. That's going to be. That's Earthbound. You know what game I want them to bring out? I know it's going to be hell for them to bring it out. Oh! I need them to bring out Final Fantasy. Three for the U.S., which is actually six in Japan. Um, I need them to bring that out. Hold on, I was trying to look up. Um, where can I buy that game? I clearly you can. That sucks. I would have bought that game. well and there you have it guys and those were your top stories in gaming Your top stories in pop culture. Guys, somebody 
who is who knows someone who is very close to Nick Cannon. Tell them to tell that man to learn how to put on a condom. Now, right now, it is speculated, but here's the thing. And I'm reading this from Essence. Could Nick Cannon be expecting his seventh child, his fourth in less than a year? That's what some are wondering about after a model from his hit MTV show. My God, Robin, now he has models on there? Girl, don't tell me you fucking the help. Are you fucking the help? Shared the name. I mean, she shared her un- oh, oh my God. She went to Twitter it didn't get many likes. She went to Twitter and shared a photo of herself with a growing bump and captioned the image as, I mean, Zen as Canon. When asked by someone if that meant Canon was the father, she replied with um, three smiley faces. Cannon was also seen leaving behind a couple of heart emojis on a photo of her bumping around. And that made it even more plain. Someone commented that Scott is gorgeous and you and Nick are going to have a beautiful baby. To which she replied, thank you. You know what? I'm gonna call it what it is. Ever since Nick Nicholas Cannon hooked up with Mariah, everybody in their mother. Nobody was checking for Nick before Mariah. No one. Nobody. And this is not to say that he's not handsome. Nick has always been handsome. He's always been funny. He's 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 from that Nickelodeon crowd. Great entrepreneur. But nobody was checking for him. And boy, every since any girl who he gets with, he pretty much getting them knocked up. That boy needs to stop. He needs to stop giving out babies. Jesus Christ. He had uh, 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 yeah, clearly there she is. Mm. And then after that foolish behavior, girl, we find out that Ariana Grande winds up getting married to some really hold on, let me get let me get you to start, guys. She gets married 
to uh, Adalton Gomez. Out of the blue, this 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 was released. Um, she is a real estate um person. Child. She gets married to some- You know what? I wanted to be shady for a second. And I'm gonna be grown right now. I'm gonna be grown. You know what, Ariana? Congratulations. Congratulations. You deserve it. And I can only hope and pray that um, for all of your happiness, I'm happy you married. And I'm going to leave it right there. Right there on the floor. Say no more. Um, Paul Mooney the great comedian like here's the thing about Paul Mooney I've seen a couple of his shows and I love majority of his commentary as well as his stand up what I enjoyed a lot about Paul Mooney is that he was unapologetically black and he did not mince his words on any topic and he incorporated that into his stand up into his everyday life this man was incredible Rest in peace, King. Rest in peace. If you don't know, he has um, a few stand-ups on YouTube. I definitely encourage you guys to go and check them out. Because they are not only good, not only are they good, and not only are they very funny, but it's just like him and George Carlin and Richard Pryor and everything. See, here's the thing. There's, there's, you have to put medicine within the message or within a comedy. Like, you have to walk away from these shows like Eddie Murphy. You have to walk away. I think the latest one is pretty much um, Dave Chappelle. When you do a comedy show, you can have those hacks, your you know, your hee-haws and everything. But the greats are the ones who you you sit down and you listen to and you're able to like, you know, gain some insightful information and thoughts. That would leave you wondering, like, how the hell did I miss this? 
his comedy was so thought-provoking, funny, but very thought-provoking. He was like letting everyone know what was really going on in the world. He saw it for what it was and he called it out. That, in my humble opinion, was his gift. He did not bite his tongue. And 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 you can call me, you feel free to call me weird or feel free to say, oh my gosh, you just I don't understand. I like that comedy. I love listening to something that makes you just say, that's true. That's right. Now, don't get me wrong. I have, like, comedians who are just genuinely funny, but it's, like, funny in the moment. But I like when people tell their story in a real, honest, funny way that you can relate to. And that is what Paul Mooney was known for. He didn't make you feel like you were other. He made you feel, he grounded you. And reminded everybody that we were all in this mess. And that it wasn't about being important, though we do do a lot of that. But it starts at the, it starts within. My favorite joke. My favorite joke. Guys, don't come for me. You know who I'm talking about? Please don't come for me, Edgar. It's just, listen, I need to play this clip. This is my, this is my favorite joke from him. You can't mix black flight up with Mexican. It's not the same. The Mexicans volunteered to come here to work for a quarter. We were forced to come here to work for free. remember the first time I heard that joke. I was on the flow. 
not floor, but on the floor. It he he is oh my god. He will most certainly be missed. Cause in him connected with the Dave Chappelle show. Oh, that season alone where they interviewed him. Talking about some gold comedy right there. And you know they tried to like, you know, they tried to slander his name. They tried to slander that man's name. Towards the end of his career. Mm-mm. He went out, he went out great. We will miss you, Paul. Um, I want to move on to something more entertaining, to say the least. I don't know who Kwame Brown is, but from what I've gathered, and I've done just like you know the bare minimum of research because come on this is what I gathered and this is from um the Guardian I found out that he was like the number one draft pick um straight out of high school um when Michael Jordan Washington's came calling in 2001 and if he didn't go down as a Hall of Fame down great mode of straight from school players like Kobe Bryant or Kevin Garnett, I don't think that he did that well. And Stephen A. Brown, Stephen A. Brown, Stephen A. Smith, I'm sorry. Well, I do not want that smoke. I do not want that smoke. Stephen A. Smith, Matt Burns, Stephen Jackson. They they went on. Well, this is um Stephen A. Smith. He went on a rant, which you know included Kwame, and on an episode of Showtime's All the Smoke. Um, which featured Matt Burns and Steven Jackson. They were talking about this man, talking about that he was a disappointment because he was like, you know, picked from, he was picked by Jordan. And he was supposed to be like one of the greats. Kwame hopped into his car. In the morning, he decided to go and have a chat with Stephen A. Smith, Matt Burns, and, um, Stephen Jackson. And it went a little something like this. You running your mouth talking about somebody like me? 
boy, you need to stop, boy. I done told you. You done stepped in that goddamn quicksand, boy. I don't got to lie and make up shit. The only joke you got, boy, when is this basketball joke going to run out? You keep hitting me with basketball jokes. I keep hitting you with your real soft-ass, punk-ass life. Now, which one didn't like you, boy? Your granddaddy that was black or your granddaddy that was white? Because there's some deep issues in you, boy, that you can't understand what the fuck I'm trying to say. That in America right now, boy, white people are scared to talk about black people right now as a whole. And you niggas getting on camera every day talking about black males. That's all you niggas do. You want to sit here and make me look a certain way, boy? When a nigga, some nigga done ate your food. Some Derek Fisher done opened your doors to your house. <laughs> Derek Fisher got your keys to your truck. You bitch ass nigga, send some gas money so you can pick them keys up. Yeah. Now what you do, nigga? You niggas want to sit on TV and act like y'all niggas perfect. And you can't respect when a man tell you Wrong, bro. Well, let the gloves come off. The only joke you got is about basketball. I got a joke about your life, you punk bitch. The fuck is you talking about? What is Derek Fisher? Is he the mentor or the stepdaddy or what? Because he your mentor too, you punk. Y'all niggas a trip. You want to sit online and this where Rachel Nichols sat there and got your dumb ass to say something else again. Because see, Rachel Nich Nichols know. I'm going to say something. I ain't got shit to do. I don't got no big podcast. You the dumb nigga that keep responding to a nigga that you bigger than. You stupid motherfucker. You ain't learned nothing because you think you tough. A light-skinned nigga like you with slick-ass hair should be acting like Drake and taking niggas' girls. But no, you getting your girl too because you want to be a thug. You want to smoke weed and play cards all night, punk. Let me tell y'all something. And he had one that was for Stephen A. Smith. Right there, he was talking about Stephen Jackson and um, Matt Burns. Leave that man alone. He went out to Jamel Hill. Then he went out to Charlemagne. Leave that man alone. Because y'all keep coming for him. And he's trying to be kind by letting you know that it was cute for a little bit, yeah. But um, you're not going to keep dragging my name through the dirt. Because I can look, I don't know much about this man. I don't know much about this man. But when I heard that rant for the first time, something told me. Cause he said something about Virginia, West Virginia, where you don't even need no, um, you know, you don't even need to sign up to fight. When I heard him say something like that, I said to myself, you celebrity, you know, you celebrities who have a lot to lose, leave that man alone because he will show up at your door. He has his money. He has his, you know, his, his property. 
he stepped out of the game. Neither Milan. And I, I believe him when he says, first of all, a lot of people, a lot of people, it's very hard to make it to the NBA. To make it to the NBA, you have got to be top shelf. And when I tell you that like in a school, a high school, you are, you have to be like one of three. And that's a, that's a overabundance. Three. You had to be one of three. Kwame Brown was one of them. The man has some skills. Was he unified? Was he used? Was he was he used to the best of his ability? That is debatable. But when it comes to his skills, you can't touch him. Now, Matt Burns has since came out and said something as well as Steven Jackson came out and they had a response. Steven Jackson was like, look, I don't want none of that smoke. I am so, you know, I am so, I got wrapped up in something. And what I was saying may have been misinterpreted, but I don't want none of the smoke. Now, Matt Burns said something and he was trying to be funny but he was very try he see he told the line he told the line he was trying to be cute and that's not gonna work with um a Kwame Brown I think I said all that to say this leave that man alone you don't know what people are in that He looks happy, but he looks aggravated at the moment because he has stepped out of the arena. He had nothing to say, partying. Tommy T was like, I'm leaving the club. I'm leaving the party. I got my I got my money. I'm gone. But y'all wrapped him up in this. Y'all dragged him back into that house. And so now he has every right to defend himself. I don't want him to do nothing violent. But I believe that is in him. I believe that he is capable of doing it. Matt Barnes, leave that man alone. Leave that man alone. And and the and the latest Hold on, I, let me see what publication this is. I think it was a Hollywood reporter. And he came out and he had a, you know, editorial. And he came out and said that he was HIV positive for the past 14 years. Um, he said he's, he... This is what he said. This is HIV positive. This is what HIV positive look like now. 
um, I'm going to die from something else before I die from that. My T-cell levels are twice as yours because of this medication. I go to the doctor now as a black 51-year-old man. I go to the doctor every three months. That That doesn't happen in my communities. We don't trust doctors. But I go to the doctors and I know what's going on in my body. I am the healthiest I've ever been in my entire life. So it's time to let all that go and to tell a different story. Let me tell you something. I'm happy for you, but um, you know what? No, because I was going to be, I was going to be shady there. I was going to be shady, but maybe someone did need to hear that. Maybe someone did need to hear that. So, I'm going to leave it there. Um, I guess that people want to get, I mean, because it needs to be, that stigma needs to be erased. Uh, people who are living with HIV, they, they're not dying from HIV. They're not even dying from HIV complications anymore. It's because that medication. Um, you know what, Billy, girl, congratulations, good on you. You know, continue with that, um, telling your story and, um, shedding your truth and sharing your truth, not shedding, but sharing your truth. Um, good on you. Show, I hope it picks up. It's, it's, it's a good show. Pulse season four is good. I'm sorry, that was not season um, four. That's the last season is season three. Now, here's the thing. Um, because this is a part of Pray Tell's storyline. And the show saw life imitates art. Yes. Um... Like I said, congratulations to him. And I think that's the top stories of um Yeah, that's definitely the top stories. And those were your top stories in pop culture. It looks like we've come to another great episode here on Cheap Thrills. I've been your host, Etheria. And I look forward to chatting with you guys next week. Oh, also, if you like Pokemon trading card games, or you like Pokemon memorabilia, you can also go to jdmintcollectibles.com. It's a great place. If you'd like to reach us via email, you can contact us at uh, 
cheapgirlspodcast01@gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at cheapgirlspodcast01. 